Hey, you are listening to the Everything is BS podcast with Chris Stiles and Brooke Brady. In an age where social media trends trump realism, two photographers chat about the beautiful events they photograph and the push to capture real moments over the picture-perfect, trendy day. We want to discuss how people view perfectionism and chat about encouraging a more authentic and genuine experience. So whether you're driving, working, editing photos, or just looking for a quick escape, pull up a virtual chair to our coffee table chat. We'd love to have you. Do you see Nellie right now? Do you see her? She's almost done with it. Oh my gosh. She destroyed that. (laughs) You can see the light through it. Uh, We're talking about a lick mat that I just bought Nellie not too long ago, and it's her new favorite thing. So I did not know what a lick mat is. I've never seen that before, but it is genius. It's genius. It is a mat that you um, kind of smush some. You could do like banana. You could do Greek yogurt, which one of my brides just told me about. And then uh, I do some peanut butter, too. And basically, I just uh, suction it right to a door so that she doesn't have to like lean in and really get it. Um, So right now, Miss Nels is outside enjoying herself so that we have some peace and quiet and we can uh, record without her breaths going so what do you put on the lick mat? Uh, today, today she's got some uh, uh, frozen yogurt and she also has some frozen peanut butter. Do you vary it up? Do you switch it up between those two things? I, I Honestly, I only put um, like bananas in there other than that. Does she she's have only a favorite? had it for like four days. Has she told you the favorite? Huh? Has she told you the favorite? She licks everything off, so I don't really know. <laughs> but she's going at it. So Chris, you just had lens and light. I did. You did. We Tell me about finished. it. How was oh, it? You it started was, too and I stopped you because I was like, no, podcast. <laughs> it was, it went even better than expected. So, um, it was a lot of work in the last seven days preparing for it. Um, it looked like had, a lot of work. It, it was, it was just like anything, you, you know, it's, it's more work than you expect. And I even expected a lot of work. And in those last 48 hours, even specifically, it was, uh, the crunch time. And, but luckily I had a lot of help. Like my studio mate was there to help me set up the day before, um, had some of the instructors come in the day before they came and stopped and helped a little bit. So that went well. But the, uh, the main goal was for the most part, based on the feedback that I've received so far was achieved, which was, which was awesome. So in, in multiple ways too. So, um, secretly I had two goals and it wasn't just for the attendees, but it was for the instructors as well. I wanted to see them. Uh, I wanted to see them take a leap of faith and go forward with their own with their own projects. Post this with some new level of confidence that they can publicly speak and do it well. Um, they didn't know it, but uh, when I asked them to do this, I did not give any indication of how long. Um, so when I told everybody, "Yeah, you're going to be doing an hour and a half," there were there Get definitely. Out. That's mean, Chris. It is. It's not, it's not, but it's, but I knew that they'd be able to do it. Um, I've seen what they can talk about and an hour for these kind of things is just a little too short because we want to do some hands-on stuff too. And there's always that, like, you know, in the wedding world, there's always the, uh, transition time that's never accounted for when, when planning. So when you get a, uh, you know, a schedule from a bride and it says like, 455 we're going to do this and 505 we're going to do this and it's like i, I see that Actually, go, that's going to be at 430 yeah <laughs> it's it, it won't happen like that and if it, it it could but it's extremely risky so uh i knew that an hour with just moving around that many people from a sitting position to hey we're going to get up and take photos now that just takes time in itself just 
So within the hour and a half, you also had like hands-on stuff. So they weren't talking the entire hour. And a half. Some were. So oh, okay. some of the presentations were were more discussion based, more than anything. It was just be- because of the nature of the topic. So one of the topics was you know a lot of specifics about Instagram and how to make the most of it. That was Nikki's, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah, Nikki. She did amazing, and uh, I love seeing the love seeing the questions that just keep keep going and keep popping up and feeding off each other. So um, when you're the when you're the one that has this vision and you watch the audience take part and like really get into it, sitting back and watching it was so rewarding to see just like, it's almost like it's just like, go be free, do, do the thing. And it, it just happened. So, so I have to ask you, what was your favorite part? Like, was it a, a piece of knowledge that you gained? Was it watching everybody kind of do the thing? Or was it at the very end when you were packing up and you were like, I'm done? <laughs> it was, well, I will say it, the safe answer is a little bit of everything. Um, the, the hungry Chris, the the Dora Marketplace was the uh, caterer for for lunch, and the cookies, which they did not, I, there was no indication. I had not been there and had not seen their cookies before, but I've I've had great feedback from Dora Marketplace as far as other people, and said that yeah, their catering is incredible. They worked with the location that we did, and they've been there, so I knew it would be smooth. These cookies were ginormous and I ordered two cases of them and I was like, I didn't need that. So oh, you could have brought some here. I, I, I know I should have been a failure. And, uh, so secretly that was one of my favorite things because those cookies were bomb. They Cause were you got to take them home. That's why. <laughs> but uh, for the actual, you know, workshop, um, I think my favorite part was seeing, uh, everyone a little bit, Sounds terrible, but seeing everybody a little bit overloaded with information and then, but coming back the next day and whenever there was downtime, so any of the in-betweens of the presentations, watching people that hadn't met each other before just, just walk into our little break room and just, you know, grab a cup of coffee and just, and they're discussing and they're discussing what they just saw. So it was like, uh. Again, just a a super rewarding feeling taking people that don't know each other. All they have in common is photography and a business potentially. And just seeing them talk about the tips and the tricks and the details and everything like that was was awesome. It was so awesome. Well, I think in a previous podcast, we talked about how I I talked about how I thought that. The networking alone was worth the money. And like, obviously that is the case because I'm seeing all of, I'm seeing all of your, um, Chris has a, he's doing a wrap around. He's doing his, <laughs> his freaking microphone yeah, cord. His microphone cord. It just keeps going like right in my face awkwardly. <laughs> and Brooke and I are just staring at each other and it's it just earlier. slowly keeps coming right in front of my face. It's really weird. Um, but I'm, I'm even seeing like all the people who were, um, at lens and light and I'm seeing them following each other and like, even from the Instagram stories that I was watching, I was no part of that at all. I could tell like everybody was having a really good time. There was a lot of really good, useful information. I've seen some um, lay flats that are stunning from it. Like it's awesome. So congratulations on your first. Thank on your you. First, yeah, um, it was workshop. Great. It was great. That's but, awesome. Yeah, we, we had a fantastic time. So, so it's uh, and yeah, the, at the end, I did lay on the floor and just like look at the <laughs> ceiling and go, oh my god. And the place was, I mean, a disaster at the end. It was a total mess, chaos. One of our like storage rooms was you couldn't even walk in there. It was overflowing <laughs> with stuff. And it, between both days, it was just like, just we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. And uh, I think it was Jamie, my who I share the studio with. Someone asked her like, oh my god, do you need help picking this up? And she was like, <laughs> without skipping a beat, she was like, no, we're just gonna burn it to the ground. Look at this. We're not. Nice. I'm not even gonna deal with this. <laughs> so when is your next workshop? What are you thinking next? 
Oh, we have a lot of ideas. And will so. it be called Lens and Light still? Is that? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Lens and Light name is sticking around. So I really love that name. Um, I think it hits it hits the mark on what it is. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Congrats. Thank you. That's thank awesome. you. Yeah. Well, as far as what goes next, uh, I we're, there's a lot of discussion. There's some ideas. There's ideas about taking it potentially outside of Connecticut. There's Sweet. potentially, yeah. So there's, there's some travel discussion going on. Um, and... There's also discussion of doing it twice per year. So I think it's so funny that you're such an introvert and like, this is like your bread and butter. Like this is what you like to do. Cause when you're done with it, you describe yourself to me like, oh yeah. And then I'm laying on the floor. Like I would just want to die, you know? Yep. And I'm the same way when I leave a wedding, I'm like, I, I don't even want music in the car. I'm like, I just need, I need to be alone. It, it, you, t- <laughs> I can't get words out. So I've read that there are some people that do not have an inner monologue and that's, that's scary to me. That's like psycho stuff to me. That's, I can't (laughs) think about that because I'm thinking about that. I need that silence because (laughs) to have a hole in my chin. Yeah. She's drinking the, is that seltzer water? Club soda, baby. Club soda. And it just, just missed, uh, missed the mouth. (laughs) Does it more often than I am proud to say. We're both doing good this morning. It's fantastic. (laughs) So yeah, there's some people that don't have an inner monologue and that's crazy to me that, so what are, what's going on in their head? What are they thinking about? It's just like a, like a bouncy ball. Just <laughs> bang, bang. It's, you know what it is? It's the TV screen where it like goes to the side and then it goes to the, you know what I'm oh, saying? God. Yeah. Like it's the, the logo right, jumps little across. Logo that just bounces around. That's it's like it. a thought goes in their head and it's like, boom, boom, <laughs> changes colors every time it hits the side. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Why, why did we, what was I saying about that? Uh, saying the, the introvert portion of it, just like laying down. So that's what oh, I was doing yes, with the inner yes. monologue thing. So yeah, it's, I think that generally speaking, introverts, we, we have such sometimes a deep inner monologue that when we are surrounded by extroverts or are extroverting just in general, you don't get to use that. And it like, it weirdly exhausts you and catches up. Like you need that, that alone quiet time to basically process everything yeah. and think about it. So Is that you? A hundred percent. Like a hundred (laughs) percent. The thing is, is like when I'm doing something where I'm like super hands on, like nothing out of that exists. Nothing. Like literally nothing. I, if I go to a wedding, I am solely your wedding photographer. Like I, I almost act like I'm not a human with my own. Like I don't have my own problems. Like I'm just, I am here for this thing and I'm here to be with you and I am yours today. And then as soon as I get in my car, I'm like, Oh my God, I can unzip my human suit. (laughs) Unzip the human suit. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I've got my little devil inside and I just unzip it right from the top. Uh, so yeah, I just think it's so funny because like we both have described ourselves as introverts to each other and our definition of introvert is so very different. It it is. (laughs) It's very, very different. And it's, uh, there's, there's extroverted introverts and introverted extroverts. And I've met both sides of the spectrum and I've seen it. And it's always a, it's a good eye opener to never, you know, common phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. Cause you don't know how someone is processing and working things out and such. So I have, I did not used to be such an extroverted introvert. Um, but I've, I've pushed that boundary and it's almost like I've sort of trained myself, um, to, be able to last a little bit longer extroverting than I can. But what I have realized though, is no matter what to function well in that extroverted 
area arena, I no matter what will always need that, that break. Yeah. Um, and if I don't get it, I start spinning my wheels and yeah. I know when I start spinning my wheels, cause I start getting anxious and all, I can't oh, think you straight. Don't just live with it, a solid level of anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I start getting anxious. I'm like, hmm, I am an introverted introvert that's at home all the time with my anxiety actually. <laughs> But you recently, you're, you're pushing, pushing the envelope a little bit as well. You're, you're getting outside and continuing to, yep. I'm trying, you know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm going to take this and do a little bit of a turn. Uh, I, I have, well, it's, it's important to me, um, probably just because I've dealt with a lot of loss and whatever. And, uh, I got some news this morning that one of my bride's people passed away and, um, it got, it really got me thinking and it got me thinking about like our careers. And I've definitely, this isn't the first time that I've had somebody have somebody, somebody passed away. Um, I've photographed like end of life moments. I've, I've photographed a lot of really heartbreaking situations, but every single time I see that somebody loses someone in their family who meant so much to them, it is like a weird reminder how important what we do is. Um, and I actually, I just hopped on my stories this morning, I think while you were driving, so you probably didn't see it, but, uh, I actually had to yell at cricket during it too. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I just wanted to throw out the reminder to all of the photographers that you don't have to always be pushing yourself to be super, super creative or setting up the most beautiful moments at wedding days and all of that. I know it's really, um, it's enticing to jump in and go, Oh, do this or do that or whatever. But the importance of standing back and just letting these moments unfold and capturing these people with their most special people is the most important part of your job. Um, I took the time this morning to go and look at their wedding gallery and just look for photos of this specific person because I, I always just feel like lucky to have been with them when I see that they've, somebody has passed on. And, uh, there are so many good photos of this person in their gallery, like so many candidates of, of this person just laughing and having such a good time. And it like, I'm heartbroken for my bride, but it also made me feel really proud that it was just like cameras up. I captured that and like, it's, it's kind of like, I don't want to sound like cheesy or whatever, but it is like, you're giving someone a gift, like they're paying you for it and they might not realize like what they're getting in that time. But when they have those hundreds of photos to go back through and they see their happiest day with their people and they're happy too. And you see them laughing and cheersing and it, it's like a, it's like a bittersweet, like I'm heartbroken for my bride. Cause I know how special and important this person was to her. And I've definitely been through that, but it's also a really good reminder that what we do is so freaking important. Yeah. You things that stick out to me with that is the concept of it doesn't have to be what you started this off with. It doesn't have to be the most creative. And we focus so hard in, in that given moment to provide something, you know, that we surround ourselves with, which is, moody lighting or all the different things that make us stand out as photographers. But at the end of the day, some of the best photos that I still look at are ones that are blurry or, and not trendy blurry, but like accidental blurry from like, you know, a a crappy phone or something, an old iPhone version two, whatever. So, and we'll, we'll look at those and it's the reminder that two things, the reminder for the, the individual, not the photographer, that it's the moment that matters. Um, and it's the reminder for the photographer that when we're there, it can get really 
you can you can fall into that which we do. We fall I into that. I have to be as creative as humanly it, it, possible because yeah. that's what they're hiring me for. And that, and in a, in a given moment, it feels like it can feel like work, and it is our job, and we're working. But you know, now that that person is gone, all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden, that stands out incredibly. Um, it stands out an incredible amount, and it's, you know, the fact of the matter is that all of us eventually, at some point, are going to pass, and all of those photos that you're taking are valuable, yeah. like really valuable. So it was just a really like solid reminder of like the human connection and why, cause I, I don't, I mean, I look at photos all the time where I'm like, wow, that's so freaking creative. Like, why didn't I think of that? Or like, I want to try something like that next at the wedding or whatever. And I try to carve out space and time to be as creative as humanly possible. But like, I'll speak from personal experience now, and I'm sure you can too. My favorite photos from my wedding are not the pretty details and it's not all of my stuff laid out in a flat lay. And it's, it's not any of that. All of my favorite photos are like my little nephew cheersing my grandmother, you know, yep. it's stuff like that, where it's like, you're never going to have these moments back and you don't know how long you have your people for, you don't know how long you're going to even be here. No. So, you know, if, if, that's something that you fall into where you get like as a photographer, you get caught up with like being creative and trying to literally like create art. Like the art is in front of you. It's yep. right there. They're hiring you to capture their moments with their people. And this is one of the biggest things that I talk to you about with my wedding couples when I sign on with them as I, you know, I'm, I'm always going to try to be creating art, but like your people are the most important to me. Your, your moments on that day are the most important to me. So if I, you know, um, if I'm staying outside during cocktail hour, instead of going in to capture the details because something is happening, that's really important. Yeah. I'm going to do that. If I'm the only shooter, like I'm going to capture your moments because that's more important to me. And I hope that it will be more important to you when you get your gallery back that you may not have like the table setting, but you have the photos of your grandmother and your grandfather, you know, like, I don't know. I just think it's really important to, it it gave me a really solid reminder when I saw that she lost that person. It's good to, you know, as, as sad as it is, um, we need these stories because stories are how we connect, right? Stories are how we, we visualize ourselves in a given situation and, or try to learn a lesson from somebody else's situation. Um, and these stories are important for wedding couples. Um, but they're just as important for us on this end, because in the middle of crazy wedding season, the day to day sometimes can just go by really fast. Um, and you, you forget those things. You forget how important it is to remind yourself at, you know, 7 PM, you've been on your feet all day. We've had to make a lot of timeline adjustments. It was a very stressful wedding so far. Um, and the photographer's job, we have to, you know, do a good job of making sure that we don't appear stressed. Um, we have to make sure we keep everybody on schedule. Uh, and we, as introverts, we were really good at like hiding that and just taking it in. Um, is that an introvert thing? The, right. the hiding your anxiety and like, I would go to guess if anybody's okay. listening and can tell me otherwise. Um, cause I've always wondered how like at home I'm like, I can fall apart. <laughs> like I'm like immediately tears. But if something happens at a wedding, I'm like, no, like it's just straight face. Like yep. nothing bothers me. Yep. We're introverts are very, I, I, you know, I'm going to be careful how I say this introverts and extroverts are in, uh, in all different levels. We're very, we're self-aware. Um, I would go to lean towards that introverts are a little bit more self-aware 
because of the concept, we're usually afraid of what other people think. Um, and even if we're not, we're, we're still generally speaking introverted or we're sitting in the back. We like to be behind the camera. Um, and that inherently will, we're observers. We, we observe the world and we, we take everything in and think about it and process it. Um, and we need to do that in our own time. Uh, so in, in this realm, it's really good to take the idea of an introvert who's a wedding photographer. And we're, like I said, we're good at observing and processing everything. But as the wedding is going on, it may be challenging to do that. So it's really important to hear these stories. I'm, I'm rambling, but it's important to hear these stories because even when we're um, in the moment, taking a step back at, you know, 7, 7.30 p.m. when we're exhausted and we're like, you know, I I just can't get up again. Like I convincing myself I did my you, job for the moment. I, I deserve a break. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but you get, you eat your food and you're like, oh my God. Okay. Like yeah. if you eat like a solid meal after photographing a, a wedding day and you're just like, oh, it hits. Oh no, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's always the point yeah. when we finally sit and it's like, oh God, like I, I can't make it. <laughs> it's a, but you have to remember it may not at the time feel important, but your story that you are sharing right now proves the fact that at some point those photos, ones that maybe you could be catching if you're not just sitting for that one second. Yeah. It's so important to obviously it's good to take a break to, to eat your food, but also remind yourself how important this role is and to get the shots, get the ones, you know, power right. through to the end and make sure and grab those because um, that five second extra shot that you may have taken. It'll last a lifetime. It'll last a lifetime. That's it.